You're listening to a podcast from the Norwich Showcase, a new international platform for British writing and literature development taking place here in Norwich from Friday 9th of March through to the 13th. Brought to you by Writers' Centre Norwich and British Council. You can find out more about the Norwich Showcase at writerscentrenorwich.org.uk. This podcast features Jamaican poet and novelist Kai Miller. something so I'll discover what I'm about to read. I, I think I didn't know whether I wanted to read new work or work from this uh, but I think the new work is so new that I won't read much of it. It's, uh, I'm still at that point where you're playing and it's it really is just playing your way into a new voice and um, you know, one of the poems I'm writing now is like 40 anagrams of one by the verse that I like so they don't make any sense uh, and I don't know if it'll be a poem at the end. All right, so here's just one poem from what I'm writing now. It's Recently I went to New Orleans and I went on the bayou, which I think is one of the most magical spaces you can be on. Um, and I remember being struck by a beaver who was so nonplussed by our presence and didn't budge or move or act in any way perturbed. A prayer for the unflummoxed beaver. <laughs> in, in parentheses, it's also... Um, for one of my best friends, Hannah, and the Czech novelist, Hannah Andronikova, um, who died recently. But a prayer for the unflummoxed beaver. A prayer for the unflummoxed beaver, so unmoved by the boat's slow approach, the boat drifting across the flat green acres of water, a prayer for these acres of water, which in the soft light seem firm. The squirrels, however, are never fooled or taken in a prayer for the squirrels and their unknowable but perfect paths. See how they run across the twisting highway of cedars, but never crash a prayer for the cedars and their dead knees rising from the water like tombstones, a prayer for the cedar balls that break when you touch them and stain your fingers yellow that release from their tiny bellies the smell of old churches of something holy, a prayer for the holy alligators you owe them, that at least for just last night when you thought of Hannah, you asked them to pray with you, knowing that the prayers of alligators are potent at night. The grass is full of their red eyes, a prayer for the grass which the alligators divide in the shape of a never-ending S. You lean over to pull some into the boat. In Burma, it is called canapa and can be cooked with salt and oil. A prayer for the languages we know this landscape by. A prayer for the French as spoken by fat fishermen. The fat fishermen who admit to the water we are dying. You understand, Savi. A prayer for the dying that will come to all of us. But may it come soft as a boat drifting across the bayou may find us unrattled and as unflummoxed as the beaver.
Um, yeah, so I'll just read a couple from this one, which is a lot about dying as well. I think I wrote this book. It's called A Light Song of Light, and I think I think I was thinking about how do you sing your way out of grief or sadness. In at the heart of this book, my mother has died, and I think I was just figuring, how do you write a song of light from that? Um, but this figure of the singer man who we used to employ in Jamaica in the 1930s to build roads, to sing songs while people build roads. He kept on coming up in the collection. Um, here are a few poems that come from his perspective. A short biography of the singer man. The singer man born in 1903 has lived in Spalding, in Lime Tree Grove, in a village called Rim, wherever there were no roads, wherever the hills rose up like a flock of green parrots, you would find him. Singer man paid half shilling a week, dug trenches, filled the pits with mortar and bits of broken stone. But singer man's most crucial job was to lift up mentors, to time chichibudo to the swing of a workman's hammer. And no one knew if it was the hammer or if it was the song, but there was no rock so strong to resist the fourth accented beat that hum in the singer man's song. Brochure. Just imagine for a moment that you're visiting Jamaica and you're reading a brochure. Brochure. Avoid the three-lane highways. Drive on the singer man's roads. Your journey, even when bumpy, will be sweet. The ascents lifting you as in a chorus. The sharp corners turning you like a force of melody. There is a back road that sings its off-beat way up Stony Hill built of course by the singer man and the slim road to Mount Pleasant also built by the singer man and yes it was the singer man who orchestrated the long road to Portland made it full of waterfalls so that a man and his mule traversing its miles could forget for a while the solemnity of their loads please when you visit Jamaica drive on the singer man's roads The singer man's other job. In Jamaica, when someone dies, we have what we call a nine night. And I imagine that back in the day, the singer man might have been the one to conduct the nine night. So in the, towards the last half of the book, where a nine night really is conducted, he comes back in. The singer man's other job. In late hours, the singer man can be found at a dead yard pointing songs to the moon, if there is a moon, to the dark, if there is only dark. For this, the singer man is paid with rum, and if it takes all night, he will sing all night until his melody is as sure as what he builds in the daytime. The dead will step on roofs, on trees, they will float up to the stars towards an intergalactic highway where comets and angels pass. There is a road that climbs towards Mount Zion, and this too was built by the singer man. Um, just two more points. Uh, I thought when writing this book, and again, you know, I think my mother is kind of at the center of it, huh? but I thought it's quite easy to elegize the dead and sing songs for the dead. We, we always do that, and sometimes we don't sing songs for the, um, the people who we ought to sing songs for. And I think that's what this poem is about, unsung. There should be a song for the man who does not sing himself who has lifted a woman from her bed to a wheelchair each morning and from a wheelchair to her bed each night, a song. For the man 
recognized by all the pharmacists because each day he has joined a line inched forward with a prescription for his ailing wife. There should be a song for this man who has not sung himself. He is father to an unmarried son and will one day witness the end of his name. Still, he has refused to pass down shame to his boy. There should be a song for the man whose life has not been the stuff of ballads, but who has lived each day in incredible and untrumpeted ways. There should be a song for my father. I'll end with this poem, which is the longest poem in the collection. It's as, it's as close as you get to a title poem. Um, yeah, and I'll just read it. It's probably me trying to work out what do I think this light song of light is. Um, in my codes, what do I think poetry is and what do I want to do with poetry? Um, Twelve notes towards a light song of light. One. A light song of light is not sung in the light. What would be the point? A light song of light swells up in dark times, in wolf times and knife time, in knuckle and blood times. It hums a small tune in daytime but saves its full voice for the midnight. Two. A light song of light spits from its mouth the things that occasionally gather the dull taste of morning and cobwebs you would not believe their thickness and the strangest word, Karanapa, so much larger than its letters, a maroon of a word and a word so silent it is the opposite of song. Three. A light song of light occasionally stutters this is par for the course, there is no need for concern, no need for bed rest or vitamins, no need to take your song in to the song specialist for treatment. Four. But were you to take your light song in for a thorough checking up, a blood screening, you might discover your song has cancer, HIV, Diabetes is going blind in its left eye. You may not have strength to sing your song for this season or the next, but a light song of light cannot be held back. It cannot wait on health or its perfect occasion. Five. A light song of light meditates in the morning, does yoga once a week, accepts the law of karma. It may not worship in a synagogue, it may not worship in a barnyard, but still it believes in a clean heart in righteous living and the general avoidance of pork. It would like to touch your feet, pronounce a blessing before you go, ja guide and protect always, Sela, ashe, ashe. Six, a light song of light will summon daffodils, bluebells and strawberries, hummingbirds will summon silver, the shine of sequins, the gold of rings and the dreadful luminosity of everything we had been told to close our eyes to because they had no sharp edges, because they could not be wielded against the enemy, will be called back into service, retired weapons that have no memory of war or that they could fight or that they could win. Seven. A light song of light is not reggae, not calypso, not mentor or zook. 
Tis not a common song from a common island, not a song whose trail you have followed for umpteen years, a song trembled from the single tooth of the singer-man, the singer-man who had beat his tune out from a sheet of zinc and how it surprised you, the thin bellies from which music could be drawn. You did not know then that his song came at the price of history and cane and the terrible breath of oceans, a price which even now you cannot fully consider. Eight. A light song of light don't talk the way I talk most days. To tell the truth, I never know at first what this country was going to do me, how I would start hearing myself through the ears of others, how I would start putting words on a scale and exchange the ones I think in for the ones I think you will understand till it become more natural, this slow, careful way of talking, this talk like the walk of a man who finds himself on a street and never born to, and maybe nothing wrong with a false talk like that, but that is no way to sing. Nine. A light song of light is not understood completely, not in the moment it is sung, and maybe not for months after, but it sings with a faith common in those who never lost their accent, who talk their talk, knowing you may not catch everything, but you will catch enough. And if you don't catch nothing, then something wrong with your ears. <laughs> They've been tuned to the wrong frequency. Ten. A light song of light tells knock-knock jokes and tells them in order to illustrate the most heartbreaking points. It is not that the song does not know the weight of sadness. It is not that the song does not take things seriously. It is not that the song needs to write 100 times on a chalkboard, I will be heavy, I will be heavy, I will be heavy, I will be heavy. 11. A light song of light is distant cousin to songs we sing in bathtubs. Is related then by accident to water and to soap and to square white tiles that bounce sound one from another. Is related also to rain and to blankets and to the little things we say to get us through the hurricane. 12. A light song of light says thank you to the paper it is written on, this most solid evidence of its existence, however thin. Sometimes though a light song of light wishes it were written on material even thinner, the shaft of morning that slides through a shut window. A light song of light believes nothing is so substantial as light, and that light is unstoppable and that light is all. Thanks.